0: You're not really processing this anger. It's almost these things that are showing up as autoimmune diseases, showing up as stomach ulcers. Like, we know all of this in our minds because it's like a metaphor you can really grasp onto. But now to actually see this coming up with emotions when you're like, okay, there's really a trend going on of if you're really not processing all this stuff, then depression is coming up.
1: All right, everyone, welcome to Heal Thyself my favorite show in the world. I hope you love it too. Uh, Giving you all this beautiful information. We got some good, 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 good stuff coming at you today. Now, many times over the past few years, I have spoke about morning rituals, and those have evolved. The rituals have become really part of my life. Rituals are so important because they dictate my workday, my efficiency, my flow. They dictate my interactions with people I care about. And they dictate how I'm sleeping at night. So rituals, rituals, rituals. If you ain't got a ritual, and I've done straight shows on this, I'm gonna give you the hacks on setting up a ritual for yourself and making it flow. I'm gonna tell you the ritual that I do that works best for me, and maybe you align with it and start implementing some of these into your day to really strengthen your mornings. And then we have a very special guest, Ashley Frost, all the way from the UK. She is an expert on helping you release anger. So if you feel like you have anger repressed, and I promise you, you do, man or woman, we are holding an anger because we ain't expressing it in the most healthiest of ways. If you're holding an anger, I want you to listen to this segment. She's really gonna give you the tips as to what it looks like when you're holding an anger. How does it manifest physically? How about mentally, emotionally? But also, how do we release that anger in a healthy way? All of us need to be listening to Ashley on this segment. Can't wait to talk about Anger Release. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode of Heal Yourself. Thyself. All right, everyone, today's special guest, listen, this is a close friend of mine, and she is fantastic at diving in and talking about what anger does to the body and how to move that energy through the body You know, I do these emotional releases with so many people, and so many people, especially women, are showing up with so much anger. And one of the main things that I say when they go home is I go, you need to check out Ashley Frost's anger release videos ASAP on YouTube. And I have them going home with a pillow to punch on so they can watch these beautiful videos. But why I wanted to interview Ashley is because a lot of us are angry. A lot of us don't even know we're angry. A lot of us don't know how to move through that anger. So Ashley is a neo emotion release practitioner who is specializing in this anger work. So get ready because you may feel a little bit of anger coming up in this episode. What are we going to do with it? Stay tuned. Ashley, welcome to the
0: show. Thank you, Christian. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: <laughs> it's a pleasure to yeah. have you. It's, um, ooh, anger so potent. Mm-hmm. Like I feel so much uh, anger coming out of my clients. I feel it coming mm-hmm. out and I'm like, this expression of this energy is so intense. I actually get excited when it's coming up. I was like, okay, here we go. We're going into the world of anger now. Um, So thank you for being on the show. I'm going to hit it off right from the get-go so people understand. Can anger be the cause of physical disease? Yes,
0: absolutely. And as you would have heard from the emotional release episode that David was on, where he's my teacher, he's also taught me in the method of Emotional release that repressed emotions can cause physical issues. And we see this often with people with anger. For example, if you're having too much anger, it's this cliché, you know, like oh, I have so much anger going on, and then people's heart rate's really high. They've got like heart disease going on. There's like a lot of pressure-related illnesses going on in the body. And then on the contrary, if there's almost this deficit of anger, so you're not really processing this anger, it's almost these things that are showing up as autoimmune diseases, showing up as stomach ulcers. Like We know all of this in our minds because it's like a metaphor you can really grasp onto. But now to actually see this coming up with emotions when you're like, okay, there's really a trend going on of... If you're really not processing all this stuff, then depression is coming up. I know that from my own story. That's how I began to work with anger is because I was lifelong depression and really not processing any of the stuff that was then showing up as physical pain, undiagnosable physical pain from the hospital. They're like, you have to go home. We don't know what's wrong with you. Sometimes we can't diagnose this pain. And then I'm like, okay. This might be psychosomatic. What is this? I, particularly, it was on a point in my appendix that I was having all of these issues. And when I went into this with David and in my method with emotional release, it was blinding rage. Blinding rage at the family system, at my life, at society, at all of these different sources that are showing up that then you're finally able to find a way to express. And that's really how I've come on this path. And I'm now guiding other people also with their anger because it's the most repressed Emotion in our society, the most unallowed, the most scared emotion that we have, it's dangerous in our minds. Mm. It destroys and it's never really given a space to express. Regardless if you're a man or female, it's really impacting us in a very negative way.
1: 100%. And it's perpetuated through this consciousness that if anger is expressed, it's going to hurt someone directly. Mm. You know, skincare isn't just about looking good, right? A lot of us want to look good, but it's not just about looking good. It's about nurturing your skin and being well-balanced from the inside out. And, you know, this world is flooded with a bunch of harsh chemicals that are really insulting our skin, our barrier. And you want something truly effective that is safe. Alitura is one of the best in the game. If you never heard of Ali Tura, you just think of, you might've seen some uh, black bottles with gold writing on it. It's one of the best. And they're always at health events and people are loving them and their quality. plant-derived vitamin A, not synthetic stuff, not that nasty stuff that you're getting in a lot of these over-the-counter products, GHKCU and marine collagen to revitalize your skin. Alitura Naturals has been using the best ingredients in their products for years. They've been pioneering the path for what truly transformed skin should be. So if you're ready to take control of your skin health and experience the pinnacle of natural beauty, I highly recommend checking out Alitura Naturals. For a limited time, you, the Heal Thyself listener, will enjoy the exclusive discount, just the Heal Thyself discount, only for you, Our poor livers have been working overtime. If you've been feeling sluggish, bloated, or just overall rundown, it may be time to give your hardworking liver some extra love and support. That is where Organifi's Liver Detox comes in. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfoods. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfood ingredients specifically designed If you want to experience the energy boosting, liver supporting effects of this fantastic formula, head to OrganifyShop.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I-Shop.com slash D R G. So many people that I see, they go, oh no, no, my mom was the angry one. So we weren't allowed to be angry. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's when they lost that connection with their own humanity, right? Yeah. Their own expression of true authentic anger. Um, but the potency of that energy, I can't imagine being held with an anchor and just burning through, mm-hmm. right, your body. And when I think of expression of anger, especially in women, society is saying, hey, you can't show anger. No, 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 mm-hmm. no, no, no. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women come and they go, yeah, but you know, when I when I show my anger, uh, my, my husband, he gets very uncomfortable. He gets very uncomfortable and he gets angry at me or... or Occasionally may, on the other hand, may completely be like, no, no, what can I do for you? Mm-hmm. What, I, I, yeah. Like, there's, a, there's an attachment to it. I'm finding that we can't even, as men, hold the anger that is present in women. What, what is happening mm-hmm. in society, especially that women are experiencing that is holding in their anger? Why are we taught to hold in our anger at such a young age? What's happening?
0: Wow. Well, I mean, it's really going back to this good girl rhetoric that you're really meant to be there to look pretty, to be good, to be like a princess. And princesses aren't angry. And like you say, to be angry is this like fundamental right. Like we always say with emotional release, your anger is sacred. It is a primal, basic emotion that we should be allowed to feel. Because yes, it can destroy, but it can destroy in a healthy way. It knows when it's time for something to metaphorically die, like a situation, a a relationship, a person, a moment. Like a very firm no is your anger coming out in a healthy way without yelling, without anything. And what I notice is that for society, we're not in a position often to hold the big emotions of women, whether it's intense joy, intense sadness, intense anger. We're not able to hold that at the moment because it's just what we're not used to. So then for women, it's like, okay, I'm, if I show my emotions, I'm getting rejected. Or and people can't hold it, and I'm, I'm too much. And this, this wound of being too much, it's, yeah, it, it breaks my heart that that's what we're really having to like unlearn at the moment as women. And, yeah, it's... You
1: know. mm-hmm. And we keep seeing this manifestation of that with different experiences that women are having,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? There was, in, in, in the US, the, the abortion uh, law that was passed. Yeah. Right, and it sent an uproar mm-hmm. with the feminine and a lot of masculine going, what is going on? Yeah. There's, there, there's a reoccurrence as a collective, female mm-hmm. collective, mm-hmm. that is experiencing this just constant trigger. Mm-hmm. It's like this wound that is looking to heal that is across all women yeah.
0: Yeah. and is
1: attracting these experiences where finally it's waiting for women to be like, I'm tired of this. Forget this. I'm opening myself to fully expressing. I don't care how I look. I don't care if you can hold it or not. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. And there's like, I feel it's almost palpable. It's like rising up to the brim. Yeah. And I want this. You know, it's, it was something beautiful when I was uh, in in Ecuador with the shamans, and I was living in the Amazon.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They actually said the new architecture that is coming in the world is going to be led by women. Yeah. A new architecture of how we Live as humans, how mm-hmm. we function as a society is going to be led through feminine. Mm-hmm. And he said, if we don't submit to this, all of humanity is going to die.
0: Yeah.
1: And then when it when the evolution process begins again, and we're humans again, mm-hmm. it's going to start anyway yep. as that architecture. Yeah. And in many ways, if if you go deep into um, a lot of philosophy and going back into like how the world started and the organization and gods and goddesses. It was with women in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And that changed into the fear of the feminine and putting gods as men. um, Something that just came up right now. This is a
0: huge, huge topic. Huge topic.
1: But I see Mm -hmm. that the emotional, the expression of that, Mm -hmm. the coming back to who you are as as women and your power as anger is going to lead that.
0: Yeah, so this is actually... A huge topic in the world right now as you say this this ancient way of having gods and goddesses and not necessarily being in a matriarchy but really respecting the mother the feminine the energy that also the women bring and there's in the turn of when uh, modern christianity was coming up this was them bringing in as we know the patriarchy and the suppression of women and our energy of this beautiful power that women hold that we bring children and life into this world and it's never respected in the society right now and this is really a trend that we're seeing and like how I'm also doing this with the anger work is really allowing women to step away from this maiden this girl so I I follow a lot of the work of Sarah Dunn-Wilson of stepping away from this this I'm a girl and I need a man to help and fix me to I am a mother, and not just a mother of, regardless if you have a children, but mother of my community, mother of the people I'm with, and like holding myself in this mature feminine. And for anger work, that is the perfect tool into this of reclaiming your emotions, reclaiming your power, reclaiming your sense of confidence and how you bring yourself into the world. And when I've noticed this in my own journey now, that when I'm bringing that kind of energy, it's like a loving, a loving anger, like Carly. Like, coming in and sometimes there's killing has to be done for justice. And it's never aggressive, it's never for something that's unjust. And I think slowly but surely as more women step into that power, and men of course, that's when these shifts, as you say, the shamans are feeling, is coming. So it's not going into a matriarchy, but it's bringing in our power again.
1: And what I notice is with that emotional repression, there sometimes is a disproportionate reaction, yeah. right? <laughs> that, that in many ways is unhealthy because mm-hmm. it's being repressed so much. Mm-hmm. But when you move through those emotions and experience them, then your experience with that emotion is much healthier. Yeah, The expression of anger is much healthier, which yeah. is really what I tell clients is like, now you have a new relationship mm-hmm. with anger. Now your children can go, whoa, Mom is, like, comfortable with her anger, but it's not scary because she shows it to herself and she expresses it to herself. She don't take it out on me yeah. or my sister or dad, mm-hmm. right? What a gift that is from mom to daughter, mm-hmm. even from mom to son, to be like, I expect a woman to be that way that I marry, that I'm that I'm yeah. in partnership with, right? Yeah. A woman in her true power. So what does it mean then? When, when we say the anger is sacred, or a woman who expresses her anger is really in her true power, it, it, are they intertwined, being
0: in your power as a woman with your anger? Yeah, I really believe so. It's this element we call an emotional release of being in your dignity. So being in, as you say, not projecting. It's like also when you're with your partner, to, it's like, yes, it goes transgenerational, but also within the people that you're engaging in relationships with, business relationships, friendships, to, to really own your emotions and to not be projecting them, to be like, okay, I am feeling this way right now, processing that yourself. And the, the anger aspect is so as you say, really intense at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like when you first learn about, and you saw this at the retreat where you came to our training, the first few days, people are just like exploding. They're like, ah, like screaming and like really feeling the intensity yeah. of like the joy, the sadness. And as you start developing this emotional release practice, this does subdue because, yeah, you're learning to hold yourself with these intense emotions. And this is really what we encourage with emotional release, with anger work. It's, it's almost a daily practice to do your emotional work the same as you would do your meditation practice the same as you do your yoga practice it's something that's really awkward at the beginning it doesn't flow it's just like with yoga you're not very flexible at the beginning you can't do a pose as easy and then as you go through and incorporate this into your life because it's the most important thing is dealing with your emotions mm-hmm. as you well know like it's yeah changed your work and changed everything that's your approach to medicine as well yeah. because of how important our emotional work is and this is really the forefront of where we're going with healing, yeah, and with making life easier and happier.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's the so healing. Simple. Yeah, it's simple. It's like go feel to the fountainhead, your fountain feelings. <laughs> go to the fountainhead, feel your feelings. Let them regulate. Come yeah. back to a place of who you are, authenticity, yeah. dignity, whatever it is. And then people feel that, and mm-hmm. people feel safe around you, and then they feel safe to feel their emotions. And it's like this cascade of, mm-hmm. whoa, this is this is what healing looks like, right? Um, you mention off-air a little bit about boundaries. And Mm -hmm. and this is very important because what I find is that a lot of people have very poor boundaries. This is something that I had really poor in practice for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Yes to everything. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I don't want to get someone mad. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I wanted to people-please. Why? Because I couldn't hold my own anger. Because I felt anger for myself Mm -hmm. and others. So it's interesting, this dynamic of how we show up in these mechanisms to protect ourselves from our anger, which people-pleasing is a huge one. You and I were talking about when someone says, oh, you know, I haven't been angry in many years, I'm actually very happy. I don't feel anger. We're mm-hmm. like, whoa, okay, mm-hmm. there might be something there, but where do boundaries come in in expressing your anger or a lack of boundaries in holding in anger?
0: Yeah. Okay. There's multiple things here. So, I mean, first of all, the element of it's a very primal instinct that if your boundaries are crossed, you should feel angry but we're so often taught whether it's like, oh, no, I don't want to offend. So, for example, as a woman on the street, if you get, like, harassed, you're like, oh, but I don't want to make the situation uncomfortable, I don't want to offend someone, or I don't want to let someone down. But your, your subconscious knows that something is out of balance here. So oftentimes when people say to me, like, I don't really know what I'm angry about, there's actually so many sources where you can find this because it's such a primal instinct that you can almost view your ego Even though society-wise we are like, I should be a good person, I should be a good daughter, a good wife, I should be a good colleague, I should be perfect. Like all of these pressures that are coming, it's like building up this internal rage inside of us that we're refusing to look at because we want to be good people. You, You want to be someone who's like, I see this often in examples when maybe someone has to look after a sick parent. It's like you know it's your duty and it's like you you love your parents, you want to look after them, but say there's some element inside of you that is, like, really angry because you can't do the things that your ego wants to do. And this is a huge conflict in emotional release we have so much with people because you're like, I know that I should be mad about this, but I'm rationalising it because with an adult mind, I know this person is doing the best they can or this is happening. And it's, like, still a part of you deserves that right to feel angry. And once you can almost, like, allow that clash is happening inside of you, the resolution kind of comes. Um, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Boundaries super important. I mean, you could go into that topic really, really deep, obviously. If there's been traumas and abuse, things going on, then there has actually been physical crossings also of boundaries. And that's another aspect of rage that really comes up if you're touching on physical abuse, sexual abuse, any of those kind of topics. And yeah it can even be someone crossing your time boundary someone right? crossing your intellectual boundary like i have this so often um with my business partners when it's like if someone gives you feedback you didn't ask for and you're like that's actually crossing an intellectual boundary of mine i, I didn't ask for a feedback right now i'm not open to it if someone's crossing your boundary at home coming into your space without permission like, there's so many ways you can actually nuance down what boundaries are and realize that they're everywhere and they're beautiful Boundaries are not something that need to be harsh or restrictive, but it's also just you checking in of, like, where, where am I energetically? And where is that other person, time, thing, whatever it is, energetically? And where do we meet? And maybe we meet here. Maybe we meet here. Maybe I'm only comfortable with here for today, and mm-hmm. that's also okay. Mm. So really an exercise of tuning in of, like, what do I expect? What are my boundaries? How do I want to be treated? And what is crossing it? And then also communicating that. Yeah. So oftentimes you notice a boundary after it's been crossed.
1: Right, because you yeah. feel. And
0: then you feel guilt for not having stood up and been like, actually, that was where my boundary was. Yeah.
1: And um. then it, and it's just continuous repression. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you don't even speak that guilt and you go, yeah. oh, forget it, maybe. Next yeah. time next time we'll go back.
0: Guilt is a huge one as well of like regrets, things. I had this so much in my life actually of like so many things of moments or things that have happened that you feel guilt or it's, it's basically stuck in your system. Like anytime you can think of something in your past that's causing a contraction, whether it's a moment, it could be embarrassment, it could be regret, like this is emotional baggage. Yeah, and yeah, the, the older you are, then the more years you have of these moments. So, with emotional release work, this is really what we're doing. It's like the you're clearing the gunk, clearing yeah. away the stuff from the system, like the you can call them skeletons, whatever you want to call them, and that's what with the neo emotional release work you're doing. And then with the anger work, it's almost tackling the day to day things that are coming up, those like immediate triggers, like you say, oh. I see now that mum is handling her anger in a good way because maybe she's going off to her own space and doing a hand scream. Maybe she's taking some breaths or doing some shaking and finding ways to almost deal with the old stuff and every day deal with the triggers that life gives you because, hey, we live in a world that's every day bringing us triggers.
1: Right.
0: And that's also okay.
1: Right, and, and having the tools, which we'll go mm. into in a little bit about like, how to handle every day triggers because you know, there's people that will do release And that is many years worth of Mm -hmm. like, whoa, this is so dramatic. But I go, inevitably, your boss is gonna say something. Your partner's gonna say something. But now you have, one, a new relationship and now tools to work through it. I I, I was thinking when you were saying this about boundaries and someone recently I spoke to, Mm -hmm. she said, "Uh, mom has always, since dad died, relied on me for everything. Mm -hmm. She'll call me, I don't know how to do this. Can you just Google it for me? Where do I go? How do I, can you make this appointment for me? So she's handling mom mm-hmm. and also the siblings see the same thing. So now they'll be like, can you just go online and figure this out for me? She has, she's like the secretary of the family. Damn. And I go, how much of your life does this take away? I go, think of your life, your day as you have hundred coins. Mm-hmm. They got 85 of your coins already. What are you doing with the rest of your damn coins, yeah. right? Are you even using those energetic coins to do things that you want? and it's hitting her. She's thinking to herself, she's like I've been like this for all my life. Right? And this is the person who's like I don't really feel anger because mm-hmm. when they do I'm just like okay, I'm just mm-hmm. going to be a good daughter. Yeah. Oh no, 15 minutes, 20 minutes later, we saw yeah. a shaking of that table with mm-hmm. and I go, of course. These are your boundaries have been crossed all your life. Yeah. And you've been repressing this anger. Yeah. And and it's so dramatic when it comes out. So now we have day-to-day things that happen, right? Mm-hmm. How important is is it to have a practice that helps move that energy of anger? How important, should we be having this every day just like a meditation that you said? Yeah,
0: Yeah. and it doesn't necessarily just have to be for anger. It's like a daily emotional practice Mm. to really tune in and be like, what is going on with my system right now? And whether that's when you receive a trigger, so like you say, your boss says something and really annoys you and yeah, okay, it's it's not okay to really stand and yell at your boss because also that's a projection, so Obviously, if they've treated you badly, then take any responsible action. But if it's something that maybe you go home and then you're like, do some screaming in your pillow and you realize, actually, oh, actually what that how the boss made me feel is because of how my dad used to talk to me when I'm younger, and that is actually the core root. So with this work, you're almost trying to get to like what is the earliest, what is the core? trigger for me that then has been playing out and repeating in patterns in my life. And this is what I say to people that your emotions, if you don't, access, if you don't process them, they're getting pushed down and repressed. And I, I like to say it's almost like a high security prison. Like they are getting pushed down and locked away and they're always trying to escape. So they're trying to come up maybe in your projections. So maybe you're manifesting, if you're not dealing with your anger, maybe you constantly are manifesting in people who are really angry. Okay. Like, that, people say that all the time. They're like, if you're not dealing with something, it's going to come in your field. It may be coming in your dreams. It may be coming in symbols. It may be coming up in patterns and you're like, why does this constantly keep happening in my life? And that's an invitation to be like, okay, what, is, what am I not feeling truly in that moment? Mm. Yeah. And it's
1: funny because the body is connected to your experience. It is expressing, whether it's energetically, mm. we can go even woo-woo into this, whatever. It's like, you are going to attract that which you need to experience. Yeah.
0: And if if you don't process those emotions also, it comes up in the body. That's where the symptoms come up. Like Our ego is essentially like, this is too much for me to feel right now. I don't want to feel this anger, so I'm going to push it down. And then every time it's trying to come up, the ego is like, "Mm mm-mm, I don't want to feel this. I'm not going to look. And then your body's going to be like, okay, well, I'm going to give you pain. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make you hurt. I'm going to give you symptoms. Because unless we look at this... It's constantly going to try and get our attention. That's all it is. Like you, We know this cliche so much, like, oh, I'm stressed because my, my shoulders are tight. Or I have a stomachache because like, I'm nervous about something. Or even you know the cliche of someone dying of a broken heart. Right. Like, we know that our emotions are trying to talk to us and it's just a practice of, like, what are you trying to say to me? Mm. And that's what we do in the method. It's almost like this dialoguing with these different parts of you because they're often just they're the protector parts that are coming up.
1: Protector how mm. do we protect ourselves from anger what are different ways that you see in people that we protect mm. ourselves once we start encroaching on that anger that we start feeling we start feeling it what are some ways we protect ourselves
0: oh, i mean shame is a huge one just like completely numbing it out pushing it down numbing yeah it's interesting it's like the the numbing aspect but then there's also flipping into like sadness so for women it's, it's really easy for us to be like if there's anger we're actually like oh, i'm just gonna cry because I, I don't know how to process the rage, so the sadness is really easy to access. And on the other sides, you may see somebody who's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do something.
1: It's been a long time since I promoted a coffee because there's not that many good coffee brands. We got one of the best ones now on Heal Thyself. Are you ready to elevate your coffee game? An experience a brew that's not only delicious, And use the code DRG for 30% off of your order. You know, living a long life is great. It is. We all want to live longer. But what's even better is living those years in good health, right? Free of the chronic diseases and the ailments. Unfortunately, for many, the gap between lifespan and health span is way too wide. And we spent our last years ill, not enjoying our life to the fullest. And that's why I'm always into research You don't even have to be working out. You can use it for your brain. It's creatine. Momentous creatine is fantastic. There's no fillers, no additive, pure, effective ingredients you can trust. Trust is everything when it comes to supplements. Momentous third-party test. There's no surprises. What you see on the package is what you get. So if you're like me, you want to feel your body with the best of the best, go to livemomentous.com and use the code DRG for 15% off of creatine and collagen and all their top-notch products. That is L-I-V-E-M-O-M-E-N-T-O-U-S.com with the code DRG for your discount. Do you see a lot of people pleasing?
0: Mm, I guess so. <laughs>
1: I noticed yeah. that a lot. That's why I asked. I noticed it a mm-hmm. lot with anger.
0: It's like that smiley face, right? Oh, uh, and the passive aggressiveness. Oh, that's uh. that. Then we know there's, then we know there's <laughs> yeah. anger boiling yeah, under. Yeah, yeah. When they're like, yeah, sure, no biggie. Cool. And I'm like, there's definitely a biggie. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's definitely something. Yes, wrong. biggie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like when you can really feel that when you, you just know someone's not speaking their truth. Maybe I have this also as coming, as a British person, like, we people don't speak to you directly as to what's going on. They'll, like, dance around a topic or, like, hide it under some layers of, yeah, sure, this, 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 and you're like, okay, they're not actually telling me what they really feel.
1: Mm. Yeah. So getting in touch with that anger will allow you to even speak in more authenticity, like, yeah, it, really. in a way, like you said, it's um, earlier you said just speaking from that place of, anger in a healthy way mm-hmm. being in, in many ways like just blunt like no I don't actually want this yeah that's a form of you expressing oh my boundaries crossed and no I don't want this yeah you
0: know? yeah it's like learning to feel what does anger feel like in your body like for a lot you could almost feel it's like this this building fire like a tiny, like for some it might be a little match like a tiny spark but you you know what anger feels like it's like this Building up, and in the cartoons of Tom and Jerry, you see like the steam starting <laughs> yeah. to come out of the ears, because that's how it feels like. So it's almost learning like what does it feel like when your boundaries are crossed, and starting to recognize that. So then you'll be able to catch that before it's too late, mm-hmm. and to like to communicate. Like, no is a full sentence. Yeah, I feel
1: personally. And people, viewers, and listeners may um, uh, resonate with this. Is mm. I feel the building in my stomach, mm-hmm. and I feel when I'm holding it. And I'm repressing it because it feels like there is this really dense energy. Let's say like a 1,000-pound loaf of bread that's yeah. rising with all this yeast, yeah. and it's pushing against the walls of my ribs, up my stomach. And I know I'm pushing it because the more I push it, the more dense it gets in yeah. my stomach. And I know when I allow it, when I feel safe with myself, it goes to my chest. Yeah. And, I'm, and then I start face. hyperventilating, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Oh fuck! Oh, here's the anger."
0: Yeah. My face
1: starts getting red, and my my fists start, you know? Yeah.
0: That's why people with you're going to get digestion issues if you're not processing. 100%. Like, it's is there a situation you're not digesting right now? Mm-hmm. And if you're not allowing a particular emotion, especially like anger, then it's just going to sit here. IBS, all of these bloating, it's like it's it's all stuck in this area. And it's like as you say, this is the solar plexus area. So if you're then allowing this energy to come up, and this is why with a lot of the practices we do, you also incorporate the voice and the breath. Oh, yeah. like the breath is so important. Cause if you're just breathing a bit normally, like imagine being angry, like uh. it's like, uh. <laughs> it's like no, that's what know. I say.
1: It's like it's like fifty hundred percent right here, building up in the chest, mm-hmm. and the voice is at ten percent. Like, uh oh no 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 no
0: it's It's like i want to hear like a primal roar and it's like we do this with some of the exercises that if you're doing like a pillow scream or something and it's like i always say be be careful with your voice when you're doing anger release because you can you can strain your vocal cords because if you're trying to just come from up here like ah like that hurts that's like a contraction here but if you're really breathing that the energy is coming from like the depths, like coming from this loaf of bread, as you say, this like Mm. heaviness, if it's coming all the way up here and like, ah, like a real like primal caveman. That was great, Christian. (laughs) That's my cub, that's my cub, noir. (laughs) Bear cub, I think you can go a little bit louder. (laughs) But from the depths of the the bowels of hell, right? You you embody your caveman or woman when you're like, you want to be really letting the energy come out. And this is something very
1: important, what I notice. A lot of us are very put together, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. before I have any emotional release, I say, this process already started. If you can begin to allow yourself to think about, I'm going to come out of this, my hair is going to be a mess. I'm going to have boogers. My eye mascara is going to be running. I might have a little bit of drool coming down. <laughs> my shirt might be hanging off one shoulder, right? And I'll be stripping like a sauna. Yeah. Because so much of us are like, no, 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 no. I am mm-hmm. not going to go to that raw version of me. Society definitely doesn't accept that. Yeah. I look like a, a, a crazy homeless person mm-hmm. who's on drugs, right? Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is that when anger feels that comfort from you going, I'm ready, then it's like, oh, because anger is not pretty. It's not elegant. It's not sophisticated. Holy moly, it's raw. It's those boogers. Mm-hmm. It's those eye mascara coming down. It's that sweating. Because that is the expression of anger. It is yeah. the primal as you said that primal expression and primal has no words it's grunts it's Mm oops it's roars. you know Mm -hmm. something very foreign to people in today's modern society right yeah very foreign but especially to women Mm -hmm. going no 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 so the question is is can we allow men and women us to just step into more of that yeah and feel comfortable
0: i think there's an element of we shouldn't be so hard on ourselves that we're, we're, we don't really choose to come, be raised in a, in a society that's already projecting so many expectations on us. It's a huge practice of shadow work to be like, okay, I'm judging a person for being like this, like crazy homeless person. Why am I judging them for being that way? Oh, well, I would never allow myself to walk down the street and be yelling about something because that's one of my shadows. And it's the same with expressing anger. It's like, oh, no, but I judge that person for expressing loudly because I would never do that. But actually, it's something that if you can identify your shadows and be like, okay, I know this is there, I know that I'm judging myself and not letting myself do this, and can I be easy and be like, okay, I'm not going to feel bad about this, but I'm just going to be, I see this now, so can I maybe allow myself to step into a little bit more? I don't have to be the crazy homeless person that's r- running down the road, but can I allow myself to maybe shed some of this perfection, yeah. this, this mask, and really... Bring yourself closer to being a human being, because it's also it's beautiful. Like that's why when we hear people doing anger releases, we're always like, "Oh yeah, here oh, we go!" Like they're being real. This they're is being the realness. yeah, it's being a human, and it's so beautiful to see it with with any emotion that's coming up, and that's where I feel like real, like humbleness and respect for the people that I'm working with, whether it's my colleagues or the clients I work with, because when they're really like brave enough to be like, "This is me, and I don't care." and I'm beautiful and a human and amazing, well, that's, yeah, then that's you allow the that real space. power. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's the real power, coming back in, in again, anger and power. This yeah. is where it kind of plays in. It's the letting yourself go into that authenticity. Yeah. And I guess a way to do it is, and we'll go into it right now, a little bit every single day, showing yourself yeah. your, your emotions and showing yourself your anger. The more comfortable you are with, like, mm-hmm. the roar, the more comfortable you are maybe stepping into your waking life and being like, here's my boundary. I don't mm-hmm. have to roar, but I roared this morning, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna lay it down. So, what are some things we can do? Let's say no one's watching this on YouTube. Mm-hmm. How do we? How do we just express vocally? What What are some things, steps that we can take every morning or every night yeah. to get this anger moving, or when we're triggered? Yeah. And what What are some things?
0: Beautiful. Yeah, I, I can give. To be honest, it's not even one of the exercises necessarily, but shaking is a brilliant way to start getting energies moving so it may not even be activating anger but it may even sadness often comes up when people do shaking which is really allowing yourself to stand up and just like shake your whole body and let everything loose and bouncing your knees and using the voice like uh, 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 really allowing for like 10-15 minutes to just let your body start to move and it's really shaking up the different energies inside now with an actual anger release practice for example what I do is before bed is a brilliant time to do this because if you've picked up moments from the day if there's things building up in your system i also know that that as a woman if you're running on natural cycles that the week before your period is often even with the pmsing and like this intense hormonal rage that can come from this it's also a brilliant practice to do i notice i am doing more anger release like the week before my period (laughs) um and you can even just sit in bed And I sit cross-legged and I can do some shaking and you're almost doing like meditating and letting any emotions that are coming up. And one of the main ones that I use is pillow hitting. Now, we know this very cliche from the movies or like, yeah, if you're mad, just punch your pillows. But there's a more conscious way you can bring this exercise into your practice. Um, I sometimes do just sit with the pillow in my lap. And if you're doing a meditation and the, the impulse comes, you can obviously just hit it with your fist. Um, but if you're really bringing it into a practice where maybe you have some music on, maybe you come home and you're like, I just want to do 10 minutes. I I remember when the news came out of Roe versus Wade, yeah. even across the Atlantic, I felt, I felt the energy and emotion that the women in this country were feeling. Like, it broke my heart. And I myself was like, okay, I need to just put my anger playlist on. And for 15 minutes was like going through some of these different exercises and just also processing the emotions that maybe some people in this country can't process because we're all connected in that way and you're you're healing the collective also by processing feelings. That being said, the pillow-hitting one is... It's something that's very important that you're always using... You always bring movement into your body. So I know I'm sat quite static now, obviously you can't see this, but you want to really be allowing that your hips are really bringing movement. So whether you're doing a scream, whether you're doing a pillow hit, to really be bringing your whole body into this motion. To really be allowing that. Oftentimes I'm suggesting people use their forearms instead of punching because yeah, our hands are very fragile and fingers can get sprained. And the forearm is something that you can very like, gently bring up above your head and bring down onto a pillow and make a sound as well and i do this with pregnant people disabled people elderly people it isn't about how hard you're hitting it's about connecting to the intention and the emotion that's coming up so if anything i always say maybe try doing it ultra slow because then you're really going to feel this like tension of the emotions and everything coming down and yeah there's just a lot of different things you can do to bring this in when we're doing big group releases sometimes we're getting people with, to really feel the clenching and pulsing of their fists to really get it slowly going, to really start feeling that tension in your arms. like Even just doing that once, you'll really feel this like almost like a gym bro who's like, <laughs> like... You feel this aggression coming through. And it's very triggering, actually, to then also be like, OK, do some angry faces. And that's really difficult for people to do, to really be like... Yeah. Rrr. Like, really, when we did this at the event like, a week ago, this was actually hugely brought on so much anger for people because they're not used to even using this archetypal energy that wants to come up Um, and then other ones that are really useful is the pillow scream and like I said just being really careful of the vocal cords when you're doing this and really bringing it to your face and really moving your whole body as you're doing a shake and it's almost like a a growl that's coming out and um, the temper tantrum is also one of my favourites. Um, really this one standing up and embodying like a, a child in a, in a grocery store who's like been told no no more chocolate you're not allowed any more chocolate and then but like i say you're feeling that like rage coming up your legs coming up your torso coming to your arms and your arms are above the head and you're stamping your feet and we're like, yeah. like that's so it's so amazing to do because it's like being a child again
1: yeah and it's foreign mm-hmm. when you see grown men and women at this emotional release event go, whoa, okay, this is like pure energy Mm -hmm. that is needing to be expressed, but you don't see it often in grown people.
0: Yeah, it's not allowed. And if you don't have a pillow or if you're at work, I've, I've actually done this before in my previous work when I used to work in corporate, is like went to the bathroom and just like hands cupped in front of me over my mouth and just did some hand screams and just letting the energy come out because otherwise it gets stuck in us.
1: That's the easy one that you could just do in the car.
0: Yeah. And the um, parking lot or the something. The car is really quiet. You could probably just scream in your car anyway. Yeah,
1: but make sure you're doing it from your belly because you're going to strain your vocal cords exactly. here. Exactly, exactly. Okay, <laughs> I, I love this conversation on anger because we haven't really had anyone come in and talk about such a raw primary emotion mm-hmm. that people feel every day. Mm-hmm. This should be talked about. There should be institutes of anger, Yeah. right? Literally researching what happens in the blood before uh, you are triggered with anger mm-hmm. after you release anger. This is like primary humanistic, uh, basement level stuff that is a fountainhead for our health. Yeah. So, okay. I have one last question. Mm-hmm. Is there a connection between sexual repression and anger? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Can we yeah. talk about this? Well, whew
0: i mean this point in our body so the um sacral area is also where our de- our needs our wants our desires are stored and if we are not owning this this is like our teacher david calls it like the the basement of our psyche like yeah. these these things that society's like no don't be overtly sexual don't don't be a a slut don't be any don't own or even like self-pleasure can be in particular in this heavy religious places really just not allowed so what do we do it's again the shadow of society that we're like you have to be xyz way be good don't be don't be having too many partners don't be having this don't have these desires and what do we do with it we then internalize these and push them down and when we're not allowing these to express like i say it's coming up in the body coming up in yeah, intense shadows of women really just not allowing themselves to enjoy their body Yeah, as well.
1: And that can bring on a lot of anger for what society says or religion says about your own sexuality. Yeah, completely. And demonstrating it to yourself and everyone around you. Uh, it's been demonized. And of course, what's going to happen when you demonize an instinctual motive, an instinctual impulse and input mm-hmm. and output? For us, what happens is we have that energy that goes. Why can't I just be? Yeah. You know. So. Yeah, and if
0: that can't express, that's often going to be showing up with hormonal um, mm-hmm. symptoms, things that are coming up. Right. Irregular bleeds, lack of connection to your cycle. It's like it's all interconnected.
1: Everything. Mm-hmm. So I needed to ask that question because it, it, it people need to hear that. Mm-hmm. They need to hear that. Yeah. Okay. So you do some anger
0: uh, workshops? Yeah. Um, these
1: are one-on-one or virtual too?
0: yeah at the moment i'm I'm with my so with my work, it's I'm doing emotional release um, sessions with people. And when I'm doing the longer programs, this is incorporating the anger work. sometimes it's incorporating the breath, the mentoring. It's like really this because everybody's story is so different. what may be a trigger for you is not a trigger for me as a what may be a trigger for one person of anger or their background or history. It's all so interlinked. So for me, I really do this deep dive with people of going into, what are their topics? Is it with their dad? Is it with their mum? Is it with an ex-partner? Is it with society? Like, It's something that you really need to have such this one-on-one beautiful journey on. And that's what I do with people with anger work as well. Mm. And yeah, I'm going to be doing things online such as group releases and doing more of these. Because I've told you about three of these exercises, but I have like nine plus, And some of them are really good for sadness because as we know with anger release you start doing these exercises and they may feel really uncomfortable at the beginning. You may put music on and you're like, I feel nothing, this is very boring. Like, I feel like an idiot. And at some point then, maybe something comes up and then sadness often comes. Yeah. Like that's normally the crescendo. It's like you start with anger and this intense, intense release. And then the sadness comes up as well. And then maybe back to anger and then back to sadness. Right. And back to anger and back to sadness. And it's like this beautiful loop that keeps going. And yeah, I just say to anybody, if you're really having this feeling of, I don't feel any anger, I'm not angry. And they're doing a pillow hit and they're like, yeah, like, see, I don't have any anger. I don't feel anything. And what I like to say is that if you really, if you then fake it, then do it. Like make a huge fun performance now like an actor, like do like a big scream and a big yell. And if you can't do that, if you can't fake it, then there's a blockage there. Right. And if you're like, when I do my demos, you've seen this at the events we do, when I can do like a huge like scream that comes from the depths of my gut. And then I can just straight away I'm back again, because it doesn't trigger me because I've gone through that process already. I've done the work on the anger. And if you can't demonstrate to me a a pillow here or like a, a scream, then I'm like, then there's something there. And that's. Beautiful, because that's where the inquiry can go.
1: Now let's chat about something crucial, that is omega-3s. You know I'm all about keeping clean and pure when it comes to products, as well as food on my plate. But when it comes to supplements, right? we have to make sure we have the best of the best, but especially when it comes to omega-3s. And and I really mean it. Omega-3s are some of the most adulterated supplements that exist out there. And a lot of companies aren't doing it right. We need omega-3s for our heart, for our brain, for our eye health. You might not be getting enough nutritionally. When it comes to Peori, it's a quality brand, not only just with omegas across their whole line. They're extremely transparent. Every batch undergoes rigorous testing against over 200 contaminants, and you could check the results for yourself. And that's one of my favorite things. You can scan the QR code and look at the batch that is right in front of you that is on your shelf or in your counter, and you can see the results for this quality testing. Dot com slash DRG, you're gonna get 50% off plus all those freebies. Right. So it's a yeah. great way for people to tell, can I, when I hit this pillow or express this, really feel something? Or like, yeah, this is I I wouldn't yeah. feel this. Is it this, awkward this is stupid? Yeah,
0: know? they're like, oh yeah, I guess it's a bit uncomfortable. Or they're like, can you actually make a sound? And so many people when they try, they're like, huh. oh right okay, maybe there is some blocks here, is it shame? Is it because my mom and dad were angry? And this is why it's so beautiful to work with people one-on-one, to really go deep on like, what it, where is this coming from? Is it, what patterns, what influences, what from your ancestry, like, as you know, with emotional release, there's just so much that comes up. And yeah,
1: 100%. I just love to see
0: people just stepping into their potential with that anger.
1: How do people find your videos that are so amazing on YouTube?
0: Um, yeah, you can find me on the Intune, um, and you can also find me mainly on Instagram as well. So, um, Ashley Frost, Intune, yeah.
1: I-N-T-U-N-E. Yeah, all one word, Intune. You got all your awesome uh, videos. What's your Instagram? Ashley
0: V Frost. Okay,
1: perfect. Yeah. And this is how all the people find you. Yeah,
0: definitely. I'm very active on my Instagram, and people can book sessions through there and communicate and ask me questions, and um, yeah. Yeah just very very open also to hear people's comments on this as well
1: beautiful everyone get in touch with your anger it is Mm -hmm. a
0: primary humanistic emotion (laughs) it is
1: sacred do not be afraid i hope this podcast inspired you Mm -hmm. we got the anger queen with us in the most beautiful (laughs) way not the angry queen the anger queen Mm -hmm. and thank you for coming on the show and being here thank
0: you so much for having me christian it's a real honor
1: All right, everyone, you heard me talk about rituals for so long. And the reason I talk about them is because it's a ceremony that we need to be doing for ourselves every single day. Your life changes, period. Some of the most successful people that I've ever spoken to have non-negotiable time in the morning for themselves. It's closely paralleling to how much success you bring into your work. If you love your work and you want it to grow, then make sure you're doing your rituals. And I'm going to talk to you about a few hacks and the best rituals to be doing. The ones that I do, all right? So check this out. When you wake up, you already know what I'm gonna say. No phones. Make sure you're not leaning over, reaching on the nightstand, putting on your phone, and then immediately overwhelming, one, your nervous system and your brain with news or inputs. You're still in that impressionable, open, waking up to life state So what we wanna do is make sure when we're in that brainwave state, we're not sucking in any negativity or any inputs from the phone's blue light. So no phone, keep it on airplane mode the night before. If you can, even as a plus, put it outside your room, make sure you create space between you and your phone. That is gonna be the number one hack so far, right? This is gonna create space. The more you create space for your phone, from your phone, the more you create space to have a better more efficient, more effective ritual for yourself. Phones. Then, I talked about the concept of habit stacking. Now, habit stacking is a really important concept to understand. If you have trouble sticking to things, make sure you stack your habits around something that you're gonna inevitably do anyway. So what do we all do in the morning? We brush our teeth, right? We may shower or brush our teeth, whatever we do. You know for sure, hopefully, y'all are brushing your teeth. So stack something before and after brushing your teeth. And then after you do it for 30, 60, 90 days, it's already like clockwork for you. So one thing that you can do, and I actually suggest is really powerful upon waking is journaling. Journaling is really important because your brain is still open. You're still deeply connected to subconscious. You were just dreaming in your subconscious, right? So your brain is still primed to be delivering that which you need to see on paper. But why is journaling so important? It was a research study done on two groups, and they wanted to measure the psychological symptoms after completing two 50-minute sessions of journaling two times a week. And some of the results they saw were really powerful and encouraging. They indicated that the participants in the journaling group had significantly greater decreases in their psychological symptoms than the group that was drawing or the control group that wasn't journaling. And these parameters were depression, anxiety, and hostility. So it's really important to understand that even journaling for 15 minutes two times a week has a marked effect on depression, anxiety, and hostility. So already you're clearing out your morning just by journaling. So put your pen to the paper, your pencil to the paper, and write out Right, 15 minutes, whatever you need to. It could be one page, really slow, small writing. It could be 10 pages, really big writing, whatever it is. Take about 15 minutes to just mentally vomit onto the paper. And the next day, not that day, take a little scan at what you read and just start bringing your awareness about what you're holding in, what needs to be coming out. Journaling is very important because you begin to name those emotions and connect them. And you begin to see a pattern when you're reading over these things, right? The human mind needs to see patterns in your emotions, patterns and revelations that are coming out. And what I love about journaling is it just brings more mindfulness and awareness to yourself, but now it's on paper, right? What type of things trigger you? Why does it trigger you? And with the self-awareness that you have here, it's gonna breed some choice. And now you have a choice to take a different route, even in a trigger, and that's because you see it on paper now, and it's really empowering now that you have a choice with your triggers just because you saw it on paper. When you practice daily journaling, you're gonna calm down the nervous system. So now, before you even get up and put on some pants or a shirt, whatever you do, and you walk to the bathroom, your nervous system is already calm. Now imagine the difference between journaling and immediately picking up your phone, answering emails, looking at your schedule, texting people, what your nervous system is starting off, day and night. So journaling, right when you wake up, very important. Go to the bathroom and here's the habit stacking. You're gonna brush your teeth anyway. Go brush your teeth, do your oral healthcare routine, and then go on to the next thing. Now the next thing that I do, and I would actually suggest for all of you, is gonna be really important. What you did with journaling is get out these subconscious words onto paper. But it's so important, so, so important to build a relationship with the body. I can't stress this enough. Building a relationship with the body is essential for you to understand what your body needs. We actually have the technology. We are built to be in communication constantly with our body to know what it needs. So if we begin to honor our body by doing something like a meditation mindfulness body scan, and I'll show you how to do it, then we're gonna bring awareness to what our body needs. So now that you've habit stacked, right, you've journaled, you've brushed your teeth, here's the next thing, do the awareness body scan. And this is what I tell every one of my emotional release clients. Lay down and begin to bring awareness. Really feel your feet. Start with your feet, start with your toes, balls of your feet, the arch of your foot, your heel. Notice how the heel is just resting on the surface under it. Bring so much awareness to every inch of your body. Now, the reason why I want you to do this is because the more you do this and build a relationship with your body, you're going to notice that your body is whispering what it needs to you. This is crazy, right? No, it ain't crazy, your body's talking to you. So notice the awareness come up all the way on your body, and as soon as you feel any tension right, or blocks to that awareness of feeling that part of your body, put your hand on it. Ask your body what it needs. Man, it's been waiting all your life to be asked, what do you need? If it's on your belly, put your hand on your belly. What do you need? Your body may say potato soup. You don't even like potato soup. Make some potato soup. I promise you, your body's asking for it. The first thing you hear, the first thing you see. This is how you start building a relationship with your body. Your body wants to have a relationship with you. Your gut, if you have gut issues, wants to have a relationship with you. You got painful periods. Your menstruation's all out of whack. Your womb wants to have a relationship with you. You You're holding in sadness. You can't express yourself. You don't feel like crying out loud to anyone or be vulnerable. Your heart wants a relationship with you. Listen very closely. Connect to your body. Do this for 30 days. I promise you it will be a game changer for understanding what your body wants and needs and for you and how to honor it better. So those body scans are a staple for my morning rituals and I want you to do it too. Next up. Oh boy, so now you're in your body. Now you know what your body needs. Now you want to get into the spirit, right? Here's the spiritual side of you. You journaled. the emotional part started coming out. You went in your body, you started connecting to what your body needs, right? Even the emotional part of the body, but now we're getting into the spiritual. Very important, right? You are a holistic being, mind, body, soul. We got to feed every single one every single day, right? So we know the spiritual benefits. We know the medical benefits of meditation too, and it's on the physical body so they interplay with each other. A national health study in 2017 showed that U.S. adult use of meditation in the past 12 months more than tripled from 2012 to 2017. And for children, it's gone up nine times. And there's a lot of evidence of where the spiritual connection leaks into the physical. We know meditation is good for blood pressure reduction. We know that meditation is good for blood pressure reduction. IBS, ulcerative colitis flares, anxiety, depression, insomnia, smoking cessation, strengthening the immune system in a dose-dependent relationship, meaning the more you meditate, the stronger your immune system, pain management, management of chronic disease or end of life. And why is meditation so important? It synchronizes both hemispheres of the brain. They're acting as one, so it causes an awakened but deep, peaceful, relaxed focus state. We see a lot of studies and I wanna mention them to you because it can't be undermined, right? You're already, like I said, done the journaling, you got into your body, you connected to some emotions. Now I want you to do this meditation practice for 60 days straight. Tell me your life doesn't change, tell me your health doesn't change. Do this meditation practice, do this whole ritual. But why is meditation so important? There's a lot of studies coming out. Meditation has been shown to change the structure of the brain. This is neuroplasticity. It increases the thickness of the areas of learning and memory decreases the volumes of wear, fear, anxiety, and stress in the brain. It changes the brain, but also in a positive way. We saw a study that their subjective experience was also mirrored with reduced stress and improved overall well-being in folks. Folks who meditated over 20 years had more gray matter overall. Gray matter, aside from your senses, is for your memory, informational processing, right? You had better brain preservation as you get older versus non-meditators. If you do it for over 20 years, this is an essential thing you need to be doing. Yale decreases in activity of the part of the brain that is associated with mind wandering, right? The self referential, the me centers, right? My life, my place, my area, me, me, me. The brain processes that jump from thought to thought, like Super Mario, right? On the pipes, do, 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 right? Might be the most important effect because this takes away from distraction. It cleans the dirty mirror that which we're looking upon. And rumination, going back in the past, right? This is the cause of depression. Going back, going back, going back. Jumping to the future. Anxiety, anxiety. Meditation is helping for that, right? And neuroplasticity through meditation will help you pull back even when it does wander. And one of the last studies I want to talk about is meditation and depression. Johns Hopkins Meditation has almost an identical effect size, strength of phenomenon, of antidepressants, meaning that meditation is almost identically as effective as antidepressants. That's crazy, right? In other words, they do have similar benefits. Why? Because the brain is plastic. It learns through stimulus. And as researchers of the study said, meditation is brain training. It's an antidepressant in itself. If you ain't training anything, the Band-Aid is to put an antidepressant on it, but you ain't training your brain. You, make, you wanna make sure that you're building up the areas of joy, openness, connection, and reducing the centers of anxiety or fear, self-referential, seeing bigger pictures, you as a community, you as a whole. And man, if you've done these three things already, the journaling, the body scan, connecting to your body, and the meditation, your life is gonna change already. Now is the opportunity to do some things that maybe you're already doing, like walking. Go for a nice walk, get some steps in. Maybe before you go for the walk, you now build up a matcha or a tea or a coffee. Whatever you do as part of your morning ritual, here's a really good time to do it. If you do a moving meditation, Tai Chi, Qigong, yoga, great time to do it. Workout, movement, right? Getting the blood flowing, the lymphatic system going. Really important. And I would recommend a few times a week, it's been really helpful for me, is the myofascial release balls. And what you could do is, there are different sizes, you can get them online, and there are balls of different shapes and sizes, colors, which you can use in different parts of the body. And I want you all to really begin to map what parts of your body are extremely tender, moderately tender, or just relaxed. If you feel, with those myofascial release balls, Your whole body is tender. Every part of your body is tender. That's telling you your nervous system is in hypersympathetic state. That is telling your fascia the world is not safe for some reason or another. Okay. And I just did a show on fascia. Go check it out to learn more about the importance of the fascia. I think it's the most important piece of tissue when it comes to your emotional health and disease, like autoimmune disease especially. But these balls are a game changer. Right? especially if you're doing it every day. So for me, I tend to have a lot of tightness in my fascia in my stomach, really when it rides my ribs, right? So under the liver, right at the top, right in the center and then down my stomach. And when I put that myofascial ball right on my stomach and move around those sensitive areas, it feels like you're pushing on a bruise. But this is good pain, right? Because what I need you to do and this is the key, now a lot of people tell you this, when that myofascial release ball is right on your stomach, this is when breathing is essential. Or wherever it is, it could be on your back, it could be on your butt, it could be on your hamstrings, your quad, you have to make sure to breathe in as much as you can, and then audibly release. Uh, right? And you may notice, you need a few of them until the fascia, you'll feel it, just melts open. And when you're leaning onto the ball, instead of resisting it, you know, you've opened up that pressure point of fascia. And one extraordinary thing that I noticed with this, and when I first got started getting into it a few years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, I put it on my shoulder blade, my left one. And it was so painful. It was, it was like I felt the pain shooting, radiating. And because your fascia is just one big piece of tissue, I felt it radiating to the right side of my head. So I laid down and I leaned into the pressure and I was actually audibly, you could hear me probably next door because it was less uh, less uh, and more screaming. But once that fascia just relaxed, my stomach just started gurgling. And all of a sudden, I felt like I had to go to the bathroom. It's incredible, right? But it makes sense because the fascia from your shoulder is connected to the fascia on the right side of your temple, is connected to your fascia your stomach, is connected to the bottom of your foot. It all acts as one, and it's acting in electromagnetic frequency, so it's faster than the speed of light. So that communication is happening before you even notice it, before you can even think about what's going on. Your body's already adjusting to it. So if you notice that you hold on to a lot of stress, or you had trauma in your life, and you haven't worked through it, and you haven't had emotional release, do this first. This is a really, really great way to start opening yourself up. So I would actually say, try it three times a week. That's that's what I do, I lay a little blanket down, I throw the balls on the blanket and I just mess around and feel my body in different areas, and I just put up a video about this. But this is, for me, the ultimate ritual. We have the mental-emotional journaling, getting into your body, half physical, half emotional, meditation, the spiritual, but then leading to physical benefits, and then the physical stuff like walking, yoga, working out, whatever you need to do, and then those, do those myofascial release balls as maintenance, making sure your body is staying healthy, staying open. If you are looking for a ritual to do, try it like this. I promise you, you will notice better mental, emotional, and physical health, period. The thing is, you've gotta commit yourself to it. So make sure you take your own accountability. Stack your habits. If after meditation there's a few more things you have to do, you know every morning you're gonna make coffee or green tea, then make sure that before that coffee or green tea, you're still on a ritual, and then after you're still on a ritual. Continue habit stacking with things you're already gonna do in the morning with your rituals, and I promise you, you're gonna stick to it. You only need about 45, maybe 60 days, and it's already repetitive in your brain. Try it out. Maybe maybe I feel inspired to do a little challenge, so maybe I'll put out a little challenge for all of us to create our ritual and do it and stick to it 45 days together. There is the hack for the best ever morning. Thank you all for listening to that. I really hope it helps you out. Try it out. What an incredible, incredible segment. Uh, So many of us are dealing with anger and it's repressed and it's eating at our system. It's like a hot piece of coal in your belly. And uh, knowing that there's resources is so empowering. So I want you all to try out everything that she said. Start your ritual, take from the Knowledge Bomb, set up a ritual for yourself, write it in a calendar if you need to, write it in your Google Drive if you need to, or your Google Calendar, wherever it is, Have a ritual for yourself and make sure you're doing it. And I promise you, your life is going to start soaring for the better. Rate, review, subscribe, support the show if you haven't yet. Let me know what you want me to talk about on Heal Thyself, put it in the comments. I'll check it out and we'll put it in there. All the love, see you next week.